0: What's up, y'all? We are back on yet another episode of Faith and Fame. Listen, I'm so excited about today's conversation. I think it's so needed. We are diving into the topic of therapy, mental health, mental illness. We're going all the way in. This is Faith and Fame with Brittany Q. Hill. Stay tuned. back on yet another episode. I'm so excited. I'm joined by my good friend Mike Guess on behalf of Be Good Brand. I'm rocking his apparel. Look, therapy is dope because it is. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking all things mental health, mental illness, therapy. So let's just dive in. Let's start right there. What encouraged this brand? What encouraged you, you know, being so proactive about speaking on therapy. Tell me the journey, the story, the, the epiphany that you had that you just, you knew you wanted to do something
1: with it. Um, well, first, thank you for having me here. This is, this is amazing. Um, so my therapist got me here, you know, you know, but before he got me here, I was lost. Okay, You know what I'm saying? Um, so I have a long story of just, trauma from as far back as i can remember that was very um like vivid i would say it was my late teens it was losing my dad so i lost my dad Mm -hmm. when i was 18 um through an act of really violence just senseless Mm -hmm. violence um it was a gang initiation and some guys just shot him uh, like a block away from the house like it was crazy i'm so sorry um thank you Um, So I was 18 when that happened. And it's kind of like at that point, you're like, bro, I'm I'm a man now. And I kind of need my man to show me how to be a man. And he Wait, put a
0: pin in that. he go. I tell men or people, period, all the time that only a man can teach a man how to be a man. For sure. And that just solidifies it. It's true. For sure.
1: 100%. Um, You know, and I'm from a family of nine. It's five boys, four girls. I'm at the top. So, you know, it's like you know, I don't think my mom intentionally was like, I don't have time for you, but I don't have time for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the single parent now. I got to raise your siblings. So where um, were
0: you in that? Were you?
1: I am third from the top. Okay. So older brother, twin sister, then me, and then the rest of the hooligans after that. Yeah. Um, and uh so kind of at 18 you know it was kind of like well you're kind of you got to go do your own thing now mm-hmm. you, know, you gotta go figure it out like remember everything he taught you and he taught us a lot um a lot that shaped you know my life and my siblings lives um but it was still like a lot of searching a lot of finding yeah. even when it came to like theology mm-hmm. you know it was mm-hmm. like well that's what daddy said but like do i know like so i had to dig in with theology um and then um, I was about 19, mm-hmm. um, when I met my, uh, my ex and we had a child, Okay. you know, um, it was kind of like the, you know, you're, you're raised in black church. so you better do the right thing. or You got the girl pregnant, you better do the right thing.
0: Gotcha. And the right
1: thing was not the right thing. Okay. Um, and it Now took...
0: tell me what you mean by that. The right
1: thing. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, it's a lot of, you, you got her pregnant. Make a good, make a woman, you know, what do they say? Make an honest woman out of her.
0: So, you got her pregnant before you got married? Before we got married. Yeah,
1: we were, I was in my teens, she was in her early 20s. You know, I was 19, she was 21, I think. Mm. Um, And it was like, all right, well, this is, I gotta be a man now. Right. You know, to be a man, I gotta marry you, I gotta take care of these kids, Mm. my my child. Right. Um, When in reality, my responsibility was to take care of my child. Right. Um, and so we married it was it was toxic it wasn't always toxic it 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 became toxic because um i would say i began to realize this was not it Mm. you know i was um i i I was depressed for years and didn't even know it you know i'm just like high level functioning i'm like i'm good i'm good i'm good it's like no you're not good Mm. um And that was one thing that my therapist kind of walked me through is like, you know, you're you're just high functioning. You have a high ceiling. Mm -hmm. Um, So he said, you have a high ceiling. And I didn't know what that meant. I was just like, you know, I'm functioning. I'm doing life. I'm, you know, I'm uh, I'm also an artist. So I'm like, I'm booking shows. I'm making music. I'm out. I'm I'm grinding, 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 grinding. Everything was good. Yeah. But um, it was it wasn't until. Uh, 2020, you know, COVID, I think, really slapped a lot of people in the mouth. Man, what? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. So. <laughs> for real. Um, and for me, it was like, uh, I can't do this. Mm. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I think for me, it was the busyness slowed down.
0: Right. It forced you.
1: It forced me yep. to like, you got to sit here now. Yep. And you got to sit here and mm. face the reality of the life you created, and is this really it? Yeah um and then of course depression set in even more like oh my gosh what is this i can't go i don't have an escape now
0: wow you know so that's good mike
1: i was you know i used my art as a way of escape Mm -hmm. almost as its own therapy you know what i'm saying um and then it was like i can't do that what what do i gotta do you gotta face the truth you gotta face the music yeah um and i was july june june july 2020 um Just literally, I know I was playing with you earlier when I said um, car crash. You said, "Well, what led you to this?" A car crash? Yeah, yeah. But um, I make the the uh, kind of a comparison of um, a car crash because I wish I had a seat belt on, and I call therapy a seat belt, right? Wait
0: a minute! That's a that's a tweet.
1: That's a Wait, bar, that's a bar. you made
0: therapy your seatbelt?
1: Well, I wish I would have made therapy a seatbelt okay. before a car crash.
0: Elaborate on that a little bit. So,
1: you're in a car crash, mm-hmm. you're driving your car. I
0: rebuked that, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I got you. So,
1: you know what I mean? You're driving down 400, you yeah. know, it's crazy. You ain't got your seatbelt on, you know, 411 pain, All you know. Hit, stop, uh, stop
0: and go, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but
1: you hit something and you don't have a seatbelt on, you have a different reaction and response than if you had a seatbelt on. Absolutely. So the seatbelt is proactive in case right. something happens. Got
0: gotcha. you, yeah. Where
1: in most cases with therapy, for a lot of people, it's not that we use it in a proactive sense. It's We're a, like, we need I got to wait, now. yeah, because I'm in a car crash yeah. and for me, that was 2020. My That's 2020 good. was the crash and I had no seatbelt on. That's so you know good. what I'm saying? Um, and because of, you know, the trauma undealt un with, with my, my father's passing and over the years of just suppressing it all, I kind of hit a ceiling where I'm like, bro, I can't do this anymore. Literally I'm entertaining. I have a, a we had a, a party going on, I have family over, friends over. And, um, my anxiety went through the roof. I'd never experienced it like this. Can before. I
0: ask you really quick? Um, because anxiety kind of manifests in different ways for yeah. different people, especially like you know for me, what did it look like for you?
1: For me, it was like I was standing still and everything around me was moving and I was just it was like like um, almost like a TV show. you know what I'm mm. seeing the TV show where mm. they' just kind of the, like the camera angle is kind of weird. Yeah. and I'm just like everybody's like laughing and having fun and I'm just there and I'm just like,
0: and you could see everything. But I could see everything, yeah. but I just
1: couldn't. And wow. I, my sister, um, two of my sisters were there. Well, all of my siblings were there, but two of my sisters were in close proximity to me. And I just said, "I need y'all upstairs." And like, I walked away from the party. And as soon as I hit the top floor, I dropped. And my sister's like, "He don't do this. He don't do this." What is, what is? I'm wrong? You know. And she didn't say that a lot, but she's just like, I could. Afterwards, we talked, and she's like, "Bro, like, it scared me because." I never saw this side of you since you were 18 like that was literally the last time emotionally I was Mm -hmm. able to like let something out and so suppressing all of those emotions over the years it just for whatever reason came to a head and I'm on the floor in a fetal position and my sister's holding me and I'm like I'm the strong person you know what I'm saying we can
0: talk about (laughs) that alone I'm the strong
1: person you're getting what have you done the strong person yeah and the strong person still needs to be held at the times. The strong
0: person still needs to find solace in yeah. something else, yeah. you know? Man, we can... That alone, we could spend a whole episode <laughs> talking about being the strong friend. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. And that's me. I'm always there for everybody. I'm, yeah. You know, I try to take on a lot to uh, relieve a lot of people, but I found out in therapy that's because of my trauma, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, and um, so that was a... Saturday or Sunday when that when that occurred um, and I at that point I said okay I, I gotta I gotta get help yeah, like yeah. the next day I'm like oh, I'm better I cried it out we cried kumbayashi hugged me we're good now I'm good right we good yeah. all right hey party party, party, party. bro mm-hmm. and um funny that you say that because another analogy I use is you know if you put a band-aid over the check engine light in your car
0: mm. It ain't ain't going, going nowhere. <laughs> Your car needs some way. help. Right.
1: Um, and that was me, you know. I'm putting the Band-Aid over the check engine light of my brain and of my heart, mm-hmm. and it wasn't helping. Yeah. You know. Um, and so I would say by uh, Monday, I had called out of work, talked mm. to my supervisor. I'm like, yeah, I'm not coming in today. Mm. Um, and by Tuesday, I was sending emails out to therapists. Mm. The first one that hit me back said. I can see you on Wednesday. Hmm. I said, "All right." Yeah, you know, and that's literally how it started. Wow. And I and I had friends, handful of friends that knew my story, knew my background, knew my life, and said, "Bro, you need therapy." And wow. I'm like, "No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I'm good." Yeah. They're like, "No, bro, you're not." And I'm like, "No, I'm good." Yeah. And um, thank God for those friends um, because now I look back and we and we laugh about it now. Like I told you they yeah. like, I told you.
0: <laughs> There's so much we have to unpack to what you just said. I'm going to try to remember every yeah, detail. Yeah. Um, I want to start with your marriage. Mm. One of the things that you said that I feel like we just need to call out, especially in the, the Christian community, is that just because you have a child at a wedlock does not mean you should get married. Yeah. Because that just opens up a can of so many other problems. It's not good for
1: you. It's not good for them. It's not, for not the good child. for the kids. For yeah. the I have friends, other friends, who are like, bro, we have similar stories. And yeah. and he's just, they're, they're like, how? How do yeah. we have, how are we so much similar? And, and so the fact that I know that I have friends who have similar stories, I know that there's other people. Y'all watching. Y'all yeah. watching. Who have those similar stories who feel like man Who feel just trapped and stuck and and just like is this is this it yeah you know is this the rest of my life is this you know you you you, is this how we're gonna have to do life you know um it's kind of where i was at was kind of like we can make this work yeah we can make it happen and it's like is that really what you want i
0: do want to commend you though even though, you know, looking back in hindsight, you probably would have made a different decision, mm. but the fact that you were willing to step up and make an honest woman out of her, mm. I think that's commendable. Um, because society tells, especially in the, you know, black society or black culture, the Christian community, you're supposed to do that. Mm. So I commend you for doing that, you know, for stepping up to the plate. Um, Wow, I gotta process all that. <laughs> Another thing you said that I really want us to take some time on, um, you said that your friends were telling you, man, you need therapy, you need therapy. Yeah. I was speaking with um, some friends last night, actually. I don't know if you've heard, but um, this week, uh, Chesley Crist, um, the Miss USA that committed suicide yeah, this week say, was actually a friend say. of mine. Oh, yeah. um, and I couldn't help but just to express, because you know I've been in that space too, that dark space and i know without a shadow of doubt that if it wasn't for my family covering me and praying for me and pulling me up out of that dark space i don't believe i would have made it out mm. to be you know perfectly frank and so i couldn't help but wonder like well who was around mm, her who was circle. she sur- yeah. surrounded yeah. by you know did she have anybody covering her you know she lived in new york by herself she spent a lot of time by herself and so i just wonder like if she was surrounded by people mm. that could identify like your friends did that yo you need some extra help not to say that she didn't, but mm-hmm. I just think that it's so important to make sure you have a tight-knit circle, even if it's just a few friends, family, whatever, that can identify you're not okay. Yeah. What can we do to help you? Um, so that's that's
1: powerful. Even Not even to identify it, but even be... Um willing to to communicate it and say that you know because some people can identify it and just won't say nothing to you
0: that's true too you know i have
1: friends who will just pull me to the rug and say bro what's up yeah you know so it's having those people around you that don't care about your title who you are what you do they're like bro i care about you yeah all of that other stuff don't mean nothing if we don't have you We do not you know Mm. um so that circle the circle of friends is is Super important when it comes to those people that you can let behind the curtain, Mm -hmm. you know, come backstage, yeah, you know, behind the scenes and really see all my mess, yeah, you know, and can like you said, pull me out of it. Yeah. So, super I also important.
0: want to touch on a little bit because they had shared this with Chesley as well. She had high functioning depression mm. and you said mm-hmm. that was what you were diagnosed mm-hmm. with too. Talk to me about the high functioning part. Yeah. What does that necessarily mean?
1: So that high functioning, it, it almost feels like you're okay. Mm. Until a you, it's a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost feels like you're okay. You know, you're just constantly pushing, pushing you. If, if I don't stop, I don't lose momentum, mm-hmm. then we're good. Yeah. As long as I don't, like I said, twenty twenty was a skirt, skirt. skirt. You hit the brakes, and it's to like sit whoa, in whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. It was like this, you know, <laughs> traffic. You know, <laughs> Oop, right oh in. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just have to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I can't function highly, and because since you know with, with the way COVID hit us so quickly, and it was a abrupt stop, mm. you know, um, and so for me with high functioning it was <clears throat> always finding something to be active with doing, whether I'm doing something at the church, I'm serving at the church I'm playing drums on the worship team. I'm doing footage for um, announcement footage. We're doing, you know, youth nights. I'm, mm. You know, I'm serving with the youth department. I'm, you know, I'm out, out doing my own shows. I'm going to work, I'm, you Staying know, I'm finding, as long as I stay busy, I'm good. Hey, 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 oh, what is this, yeah. you know? Um, and so that high functioning for me was just, if I, if I keep going, then I think I'm okay. Yeah. And, and that's maybe, I don't know if it's, it was the same for her. Um, but when I, when my therapist told me that, I'm like, y'all feel good. He's like,
0: no, no,
1: I'm like, you're not healthy. I said, I feel healthy. He said, you're not healthy. You're high functioning.
0: Yeah. Said, but you've grown so accustomed to that feeling that mm-hmm. you can identify that something's wrong. Yeah. Cause it's for you. It's normal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whew.
0: All right, let's let's move on and talk about um, therapy in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. But I really want you to to, to to discuss the stigmas behind therapy, primarily for mm. Black women, mm-hmm. not Black women, Black men. Mm. I mean, I'll talk about the Black women, but that might be bad. Black better. men, <laughs> yes, because I know that you're very vocal on social media about mm-hmm. that. Talk about the stigmas and why Black men are so like, Ugh, I don't want to go to therapy.
1: Well, I think the stigma really starts at a really young age. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, it's crazy. I have um, a few younger nephews and just in general conversation, you know, I'm I'm over my sister's house one day and one of my nephews, you know, my sister loves and supports what I do. Like she reposts every day and I'm like, Mm. oh, she loves me. (laughs) Um, But my nephew, he's like, Uncle Mike, therapy? Therapy is dope. He's like, therapy is for crazy white people Uncle oh, Mike. and I'm wow. like oh, okay oh well um, you're exactly the reason why I'm doing this now yeah. you know what I'm saying um but it's like where did you get that from mm-hmm. media mm-hmm. his community of schooling um you know it's like I, it, it's so crazy in the, home? In, the, in the and right for sure um, yeah. for sure um man up mm-hmm. you know be tough Stop can't soft? cry right. don't cry brush um, it off And and so I think that's really where it starts down there. So then when you get to be a teenager, you don't know how to express your emotions without fighting somebody. You can't sit and talk through how are you feeling? How are you feeling? I don't know. No, you know, let's talk about it.
0: You know, what's crazy. I feel like that alone is a a pandemic all by itself Mm. within the black community, especially for black men. That's crazy. Mm Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, talk to me about your experience with therapy. Um, You know, you're, from your very first session to yeah. how you are now. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know? So, to be honest, like like I said, with my friends constantly, I would probably say for a year and a half, maybe almost two years, bro. Therapy, bro. Therapy. Mm-hmm. I ran the other way. Two years. For almost two years. Wow. Um, and and you even to look back and say, man, I was 18 and went over 10 15 years before I, you know, one got help from dealing with my father's death. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm like, dang, if I would have got that at 18, yeah. like I would have been so much further along or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but I ran from it and 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 from running from it, which is the crazy part to me is like it became my passion. Mm. Like um, and so my first session I literally, I get on with my therapist, su- super great. It was just like, you the homie? It was like the homie. You know that. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like this weird, like, I don't know how it's going to be. No. You know, it's was probably in his mid-40s black dude um, and was local. Mm-hmm. But of course, with COVID, we were on virtual.
0: And I'm sorry, how did you find him?
1: um because that's
0: a big question too people are like well I don't even know how to find it was so many
1: different um like I went through so many different engines of sending things out emails out um I was on betterhelp.com I was on psychology today I was Mm -hmm. on Google just you know and I wasn't even necessarily looking for a black therapist okay I was just looking for help yeah you know and I was like well you kind of look cool. That's the crazy part, right? Yeah. So I was still even looking when I know I needed help. I'm like, well, let me see your profile pic.
0: You know what I'm <laughs> Oh, he right, you, you
1: <laughs> I did, He didn't even have one. Oh, okay. So for he didn't have one. That wasn't
0: a turn off for you?
1: Well, I was just- I was, need to
0: know who I'm going to.
1: So I knew, cause I'm trying to remember, I knew, I think it gave like a general overview of like, that he was black around this age, where he was located. Um, but it was i don't i don't recall i don't believe he had no because i remember our first session i never i didn't know what he looked like before our first session Mm -hmm. but i I can recall looking up therapists and like yeah you look like you would relate to me
0: Mm, okay you
1: know what i mean and um it's the weirdest thing was like why why would you do that but (laughs) but i literally remember doing that um but it was either like psychology today you know better help um
0: so when you found him you you still been with the same therapist this whole time
1: so now that i live in georgia
0: okay, uh-huh. um
1: he's not licensed in this state gotcha. so um i'm actually meeting with a the therapist tomorrow oh, for good. the first time so good that's
0: for you. okay
1: um the first thing he says to me when we get on the phone i'm like i don't know so where do we start i'm like so where do we start and he's like just just dump and i'm yeah. like okay, like, what do you want to know? Mm. And he's like, whatever you want to tell me. He's like, well, let's start with, boom, boom, boom. He started bullet pointing things out. We're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about finances. We're going to talk about religion. We're going to talk about childhood. We're going to talk about parenting. You know, he's Mm. just like, just bullet point things out that you want to talk about. So I'm like running all these things down and then we just start. And I'm like, well, and for the first session, I just got to unload, and I was like, bruh.
0: It was pretty bomb.
1: I never got to do this that before. like
0: me. Yeah.
1: What is this? What yeah. is this liked feeling? Without
0: feeling judged. Without feeling
1: judged. Yeah. Without feeling like, I don't know if I really want to tell him this, because now right. gonna how are you going to look it's at it? It's a me?
0: stranger. Like, I'm not going to tell a stranger you know about what I'm all saying? my business. Yeah, I get it.
1: But today,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I really don't care. Yeah.
0: And you're better because of it.
1: And I'm great. I'm like, yeah. so literally today was not a good day for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know. Today I was just overcome with like so much emotion. You know, obviously Be Good brand is like, it's taking off and it's like, it's just me.
0: Oh, okay. I know that feeling. It's like, just me. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, I thank y'all for what y'all doing. Y'all putting in work. Y'all want to push this message out with me. Y'all joining the community. But it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm like, thank you guys for all these people coming and supporting And literally I got home this, um, I was out had a meeting this morning, got home around noon and I'm like, all right, I got a couple things to do. And I'm like, well, I got some orders to get out. So I get everything set up and nothing wanted to work right. Mm. And it was so frustrating. And I'm like, just emotion. I could feel it from my ankles coming all the way up. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I literally, I'm like, I will tell you straight up, I'm working on a hoodie. Um, one of the therapies, is dope hoodies. I got a guy who's been waiting for like over a week for his hoodie and I'm super like, I got to get these things out. I don't like my customers waiting and I get everything ready. I go to press the hoodie and I didn't take the, um,
0: the vinyl part off
1: the A, the middle of the A,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like I didn't peel it out. Oh. So it was like a solid A and I'm like, and it was the only hoodie I had left in his size that oh, finally had came in, okay. and I'm like, I wasted a okay. hoodie. I did this, I did that, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Yeah. And so emotions went through the roof, and I'm like, just turn everything down, turn everything off. I mean, and I just walked away, and I walked did into my room. Did you learn that from therapy? I did. Methods
0: of coping. Methods
1: of coping, but the best thing I learned was being able to embrace my emotions. Mm. Um, and Got it. and what I did, I went in the room and I cried, Aww. and I was okay with that. And, but you embraced. And you I'm okay crying. with telling y'all that too. <laughs> I went in my room and I cried, and I yeah. was like, it released. Yeah. And that's the thing where it's like, nah, man up, don't cry.
0: Yeah. I'm like, no,
1: go ahead and let it out. Men girl.
0: are taught from from adolescent age to suppress what yeah. they feel because if you express it, then you are seen yeah. as weak. You're, You're weak. not manly enough. Yeah. You're too feminine. Yeah.
1: Wow. And I let it out, and. I just, I literally just face pointed on my bed and I'm just I'm like, why am I? I was like, what is this? Yeah. And I don't remember the last time I was overcome with this much emotion. I think that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? I think that's so beautiful. I just drop, I'm like come. I'm like, all right, all right. You
0: got it out. All so right. I do want to talk more about, um, I'm glad you did that. Yeah. I'm glad you were able to own how you were feeling. Um, the stigmas of black men specifically, mm-hmm. do you feel like that's changing?
1: I do, but I still think we have so much more to go. Right,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, um, and I think it's changing because of um, conversations like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of um, black therapists being yeah. able to, you know, have somebody that looks like me, that talks like me, that's likely where I'm from, that mm-hmm. that understands my background culturally. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps. So even last night I was on Instagram Live and. It was so beautiful because it was a room full of black therapists and I was like, where y'all been, man? Y'all really uh, out
0: here? They are out here and it's, <laughs> it's so interesting talking about this because the stigma is not just on black men, it's black women. Yeah, too. for sure. I'll be the first to say um, I barely started therapy last year for the first time. And it's interesting because I was the one that I was, was always kind of encouraging everybody else to get therapy, yeah. not realizing that I needed therapy. Yeah. Um, but last year I got out of a very toxic situation, a relationship, and I had to ask myself the question, like, why do I keep attracting the Mm. same type of man? And so it forced me to really look at myself and I was like, okay, let me go ahead and get into therapy to figure out what's going on in me. So through therapy, I was able to, um, learn that it wasn't so much that I was attracting the same type of man, but that I was attracted to Mm. the same type of man because they were like my father. Mm -hmm.
1: listen um
0: and i would have never discovered this about Mm -hmm. myself had i not gone to therapy so i'm an advocate for therapy too yeah um thank you so much for sharing your heart i do want us to take a moment to talk about the brand in itself so let's let's hype the brand up (laughs) talk to us about the brand
1: yeah so the brand actually started because of my therapist like i give Mm -hmm. him that credit and um even though he's I still call him my therapist, even though he's not my therapist. Yeah. We still text pretty. You forged frequently. a relationship. We forged a relationship. Like he'll just randomly shoot me a text with like a link for some dope video on coping, like on on like YouTube or something. And I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, you're not getting paid for this. Like, why this? Why would you? But it's because we've. Forged, he's like, yo, you, I've see, I see something in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just with other young men that he works with, he's like, I think you'd be a great asset to them because some of them were in were in, you know, in music and in the music industry yeah. and, you know, we're trying to get in. And he's like, you know, would you mind sharing your experience with them of what you know? And I'm like, yeah. And so mm-hmm. that was even therapeutic for me to be able to kind of big brother, little brother with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I don't even know where I was going with that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the brand. The Shop brand. the brand. Yes, the tell brand. us the oh, website, how we that? can follow your yeah. movement. So... Um, the website is Be Good, like you always tell your kids Be Good, so mm. it's BeGoodBrand.co, brand dot co, C-O. I got
0: that.
1: Um, I got that. Instagram is at BeGood.Brand. And your um, personal? And my personal is Mike, no, that's not it. My personal is who is-
0: Everybody who comes on the show cannot remember their Look, own I just Instagram. Cha- so I
1: changed it. <laughs> I don't even remember why I changed it, but I changed it. <laughs> Uh, but it's, uh, who is Mike Guest? Mike Guess. okay. Mike yeah, I got guess. that. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah. Lastly, before you go, I like to do something called an elevator sermon. You know, mm. we're in the elevator, we're trying to pitch our businesses. Instead, we're going to encourage the audience, yeah. whatever you want to share, if you're talking to, you know, the black man who may be going through some tumultuous times and wants to seek help or whatever's on your heart, but I want to get, I want you to give us an elevator sermon to whoever's watching and encourage them to keep going and to get the help that
1: they need. For sure, for sure. So, my man, it's okay to not be okay, mm. okay? Um, it's, it's no shame in it. Um, one of the most beautiful things that happened to me just this week is my aunt reached out to me. And we didn't have a great relationship growing up. Um, but she reached out to me and she says, nephew, I'm so proud of you. You're in therapy. Um, I've been in therapy for 20 years, and I love what you're doing. You know, young black man, I'm going to get behind it. I'm going to support you. And that meant so much to me um, because I remember, like I said, how much I ran away from it and didn't want it. And to have someone say, I support you going to therapy who looked like me, you know, who, who was as close to me as a family member as my aunt. Um, and it, you know, it was like, wow, you know. So I would encourage you that, you know, there's no shame. You know, you're going to get in therapy and you're going to get healthy, bro. Like mm-hmm. one of the things that I, I really like to do is even narrow it down even more from the, from the men and directly to fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't be a great father if you're not great mentally or even mm-hmm. a good father if you're not good mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, If we wanna change our homes, it starts with our fathers. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of weight on us, on our shoulders. We do so much, we're responsible for so much. So it's like, why would you wanna carry that alone? Why wouldn't you um, wanna foster a relationship with somebody that's going to partner with you in being the best version of you? With no judgment, um, with, you know, nobody's looking down their nose at you, but they can give you the best tools for you to be the best you. I can't explain any better than you get the father good, you get the home good. Mm. You get the home good, you get the community good. good. And it all starts at home. Everything that we're dealing with in our community, the violence, the killing, the stealing, the robbing, it starts because the foundation in the home wasn't right. And so if we can get that right, I'm not saying that therapy is a magic wand and it's going to make it all better, but it's going to allow you to realize those coping techniques. Um, It's going to allow you to uh, better parent from being more aware emotionally of yourself, of your children, of your spouse, of your family, Um, and just even in the world. You know, when you go to work, Um, Like to the point now where, you know, like I said, just sat here and had a conversation that I was a big crybaby earlier today. And I'm cool with that because it helped. Um, And so don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. There's so much more life on the other side of getting healthy. So y'all be good.
0: That's a word. word. Appreciate you, Mike. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your transparency, your vulnerability, your story, your heart. Thank you for it all. For sure. That concludes another episode of Faith and Fame TV. Listen, make sure you are following us on all social media platforms at Faith and Fame TV. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye.